These are groundbreaking stories of South Africans with severe medical conditions and the innovative teams that have brought about miracles to help them. Welcome to Medical Miracles with Barbara Friedman. Fibroids are benign tumors that grow in the wall of the womb, plaguing the lives of millions of South African women. For many, it's unbearable. Marianne Kellerman underwent a groundbreaking and life-changing treatment that kills fibroids by cutting off their food supply with minimal invasion. Keep listening. When they would do a sonar scan, there'd always be a growth within my within my uterus. It was always explained to me that it's a fibroid and in most of the cases it's benign, so it's not really anything to worry about. My periods actually got so heavy that I actually got to the point that I was not living a functional life. If I was having a period, I was going to flood. I was going to flood three times in a day. I was going to flood everywhere. Every single time I went to the gynecologist and they would scan, I would say, what are my options? And the option that was presented to me by the gynecologist was a hysterectomy. Now, I am completely against losing body parts. We had a school meeting and we had a whole bunch of parents there and I stood up after the meeting and I passed a blood clot in front of a whole amount of parents. I was mortified, I was embarrassed. This was the final straw for Marianne. She knew she needed to find a permanent solution and one that didn't involve a hysterectomy. My periods were also getting a hell of a lot longer. So instead of having a, a three or four day pe period, my periods were becoming seven, eight, nine, ten days. And then a short break in between and then another long period. And I, was, I, was, I had health issues in that I was hugely anemic. I was losing such an incredible amount of blood that my, my iron levels were in the region of about six or seven and they should be at least 50 to a hundred so I was tired the whole time and I couldn't do anything that needed or required like a huge amount of energy or anything because I just I couldn't do it. I found a gynecologist that would see me and I went and saw her and she did a sonar and realized that the size of my fibroids were actually one of the fibroids was the size of a grapefruit. I sat down at her table and I said, what are my options again? And she said, again, she said hysterectomy. I said, is there nothing else? I've heard about fibroid shrinkage. So she was the lady that said to me, there is something where they, where they cut off the food source. She didn't give me too many details. I, you know, to be quite honest, uh, in my opinion, after the fact, I think gynecologists get a lot more money by doing the hysterectomy than by sending you to somebody else to sort out the problem permanently. Marianne told me she was so desperate at this stage that she almost considered the hysterectomy. You know, I was feeling desperate and I was thinking, you know, actually accept that this is, this is going to be your fate and you're going to now have to start thinking about alternative hormone replacement and all of this stuff. But I was desperate at that stage and I was feeling weak. I was not, I was not doing well. I couldn't wear, I, co I could not guarantee how my day was going to turn out. That is how heavy my periods were. But the idea of cutting off the nutritional supply to the fibroids and killing them, an alternative procedure she discovered was called fibroid embolization, stuck in her mind. I went back to work and I started googling 
lovely internet that we have. I started Googling around fibroid embolization. I noticed that it was a lot more prominent in first world countries. Her search came up with a local Cape Town radiologist, Dr. Gary Sudwitz, working out of UCT private academic hospital. I actually got the shock of my life because it actually said that he, he prominently did fibroid embolization. It was the weirdest thing because I called him. I didn't go through reception. I didn't go through a secretary. Within five minutes, I was speaking to the doctor. Within half an hour, I got authorization, which he had applied for through my medical aid to go through this procedure. So I had this procedure done. This all happened on the Monday. This All of this stuff happened on the Monday and the Tuesday, on the Wednesday morning um, last year in June, I was in hospital, I was in UCT private having the procedure done. It was the least invasive procedure I have ever experienced. The procedure is done under conscious sedation, far milder and far safer than a full anaesthetic. So I was kind of there and woozy, but kind of knew what was happening. or Everything was happening on a, in a screen in front of me. Um, they, the procedure was, was minor. They went in through my femoral valve. They went up, they took, um, they took a catheter, um, they guided it. It was all, this, this technology is so freaking awesome. It's absolutely so interesting. Dr. Sudwitz explained to me what this microsurgery is all about. I do my procedure in a theatre, I've got an anaesthetist, I've got a nurse, we all scrubbed up. The procedure's done in a uh, angiographic theatre, or cath lab. So this is a theatre which is just like a general hospital theatre, except for the fact that it's got a big x-ray machine, uh, whereby we can see inside the, the, the body uh, using our wires and, and special uh, angiographic dyes that we inject into the arteries. So that gives us a map of the arteries in real time. If you compare it to the alternative, it's much, much less invasive. The, the nick in the skin is two or three millimeters. You won't see it in two weeks' time. There's no stitch involved. How many particles are injected does require skill and experience. So I've got to find a sweet spot whereby the patient is likely to have a great um, recovery and, and response, but I haven't done too much. The procedure is done through the artery in the leg, through that artery, I direct little catheters and wires into the arteries that supply the uterus, and those arteries then supply the fibroids. So once I'm, I've got these very, very thin uh, wires and catheters into those little arteries, I inject tiny little beads. So these are microscopic particles, and they block up those, those fibroid arteries. They're actually plastic, so they're, they're very fancy kind of plastic, but they're an inert plastic. They stay there forever. They don't go anywhere. They don't cause cancer. They just sit in the uterus. They can't cross over because they're too big to cross into the blood that's leaving the uterus. So they sit at that fibroid level and blocking the nutrient supply to the fibroids. So what's actually mechanical obstruction. So what they do is cause a clot. They cause a thrombosis um, within the fibroids. So the fibroid arteries are of specific size. If you cut a fibroid open, uh, you'll see, and you examine the arteries, you'll find this specific size, and those tend to be 300 to 500 microns in size, uh, so 0.3 to 0.5 of a millimeter. If I inject particles of the similar size, they will block those arteries, and then the red cells and blood can't get to those fibroids. And these red cells and blood are the fibroids' food. And by cutting this off, they starve and die. So I direct my little wine catheter into the arteries of the uterus. So the uterus has two arteries, main arteries, which are left and right uterine artery. 
And once I'm inside there, I can inject tiny little particles. And because those particles are a specific size, they allow the uterus to retain its blood supply and the fibroids themselves get blocked. I watched an operation and was amazed as I saw the convoluted multiple fibroid arteries on screen begin to disappear within minutes. It's known as a prune tree and the results are almost instant. The operation itself is only about an hour long, then recovery a couple of nights in hospital at most, just to monitor the patient and administer stronger pain medication to deal with the initial cramp-like pains as the fibroid tissue begins to shrink and die. I think the term they use is it slots, it, it like peels. It's like the outside level dries out and peels off, for want of a better word. I've been back twice over the period. Um, I've been back to a gynecologist to just check where, where my fibroids are, and they have not disappeared. I don't think they ever disappear, but they have absolutely diminished in size. The traditional myomectomy, cutting fibroids out of the uterus, under open or keyhole surgery doesn't work well for fibroids buried deep in the uterine wall, which is probably why gynecologists told Marianne she'd need a hysterectomy. In fact, many women in years gone by and even today sadly end up having early hysterectomies even before childbirth because they were never offered any alternatives. It was the size of a grapefruit. They actually said that my uterus was the size of a six-month pregnancy. That obviously has its own effects as well around clothing, around having any kind of self-image. You know, you walk around looking six months pregnant your whole life, so that's all gone. From beginning to end, from when I found out about the fibroid embolization, it, it was a week and I was recovered and I was back at work. She says for her the pain was minimal. It wasn't discomfort that it's unbearable and you need to pump in painkillers. My periods, since that point to now, I have normal two, three-day periods. They're light, they're not crazy. I can wear white. I love the fact that I can wear white. I can wear white with confidence without worrying that I was going to embarrass myself or anybody that was with me, you know, and... Um, this has changed my life. This has changed my life. I wish, I wish that, that every single woman before just going for a hysterectomy actually just looked at this possibility. It's absolutely amazing. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Medical Miracles. Visit 702.co.za for more intriguing stories.